the bits. Turn down the 10K. <laughs> All right, roll it in, Chris, because we're almost well, four minutes of pre-edit. All right, let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast, broad, 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 broadcasting live from my bedroom. Let's start that over. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris Baca with Jared Truby. I'm looking at his eyeball right now, and we are on a magical Skype call with a barista and educator at Barista. You might know her as Bethany 1.0. Welcome to the world, Bethany Hargrove. What's Hi. up, B? I made it here. You made it here. You I made, made it, it here onto the internet with you. We're webinaring. Despite, <laughs> despite <laughs> multiple car troubles. So many troubles. I had a flat tire today, and then there was traffic, and I don't want to talk about it. Okay, but I'm going to talk about it just for a second, because it looked like you were trying to pump up your car tire with a bike pump. Yeah, I did do that. That was hot. How long did that well, take? Like... 45 minutes to an hour. I took a break halfway through to eat because it was making me hungry. So, you know. <laughs> you did a full tricep workout. It was tight. Well, I was using my abs a lot too. So, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, of course. All about you gotta, the core. You got to use your core when you can. Like that's some of the biggest muscles in your body. So. Some of them. Everything. <laughs> They're just some of the best baristas I know. Some, some of the of biggest them. muscles. You had car trouble like a week ago. I feel like yeah. I feel like Instagram has you in Car Trouble Central. Yeah, a week ago, like to the day, I had my alternator die on me. Um, and like four weeks prior to that, I blew my timing belt and head gasket. So it's great. That was the third thing of the things. And uh, my, I have a new car now, basically. Dude, you're, you're my girl. I'm a... Uh... I got my head casket. It's got a little crack in it right now. Just to update no. you guys. No, it's good though. I'm just going to put, uh, grandma and grandpa are going to just loan me a sick ride for life. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to put a little what's up. stop leak head gasket repair and just pass it on to a homie until it explodes. <laughs> Cause that's what you do. Am I right? That's what you do. Did you pay for all the fixins or you just literally get a new car? Uh, I paid for all the fixins. Oh. I love my car. And, uh, yeah. Was that a Mazda I or a Toyota? It's a Honda. Yeah, exactly. It's a nineteen. It's a nineteen eighty six Honda Accord. Um, just rolled it over to a hundred thousand miles. My brother in law just put in a stereo, and I love my car. See, so. you, you only have a hundred thousand miles on an eighty six Accord. That's kind of amazing. I know, right? That's it. That's like a cherry ass time capsule right there. It actually is, though. Man, perfect. Okay, so what Coffee. do you? <laughs> What do you do? How does barista work? So you're an educator and a barista at Barista. Yes. But you guys have multiple stores. Do you make your home at one store or do you travel from store to store? And when you get to said store, what happens? Really quick before you go into that, everybody who maybe doesn't know this, Barista is a, a little small uh, chain of shops in Portland, Oregon, owned by Billy Wilson, a former barista champion. Okay, go. Okay, going. <laughs> Um, so I have a home cafe. I am still on the floor four days a week at the Pearl District, which is the OG cafe. What up? Um, <laughs> but it's also the location where we have our uh, training lab in the basement. So um, right now, Brett Felchner, our coffee buyer and director of coffee, and I are sharing the space in the basement. Um, he's cupping all of the days, and I am training staff one day a week for now. Um, and so the way it plays out is basically someone gets hired, their manager contacts me, I contact the new hire, 
They come in, we get super nerdy about milk and espresso and tasting things and dialing in. And it's dope. That is dope. Do you, I mean, what's your favorite part about that? Um, I really love it when you're working with someone and you are, I'm going to use latte art as an example. And you're, you've been coaching them like, you know, you're holding the angle of this a little bit off, like your milk needs to be a little blah, blah, blah. And then they just get it. That moment when a trainee gets it and they pour like a perfect, beautiful monk's head. I live for that. Ugh, it's so dope. <laughs> it's Living so dope. for the monk, dude. The monk's head. It's, oh, it's a I classic. Am Instant all about classic. monk's heads. Dude, I love the monk's head. I would. Yeah. Oh, Most man, people I can't really... even do them. That's why. People used exactly. to make fun of me for that shit because I pour them like that in competition. I feel like, no, what that's... are you doing? And I'm like, well. My shit looks better than yours. Right. Your stupid Rosetta that doesn't even look that good or your messed up tulip. I mean, I poured a Rosetta in all four caps at USBC last month, but... But they probably looked great. That's because I pour monk's heads all the time. Yeah. Yep. That's Fundamentals. A to Z. A to Z. Just a to Z crushing it. Do you guys have like an orientation or anything? Or is that handled before? Are you like, hey, welcome to this company we have a rich heritage of making awesome coffee that's still kind of in development the idea is that that will happen in the cafe um, as we've been growing uh, there's just still not a lot of structure as to how training goes um, and so each person that comes in it's kind of a case by case so some of the managers are really good about like filling people in about you know the history of the company and our philosophy and uh, the things that we really want to emphasize um, but other people uh, will come to me and, you know, not really know like, oh, we exist because of barista competition, basically, because Billy would take home coffees from everybody at competition and throw them on bar and be like, hey, this is cool. And that's why barista exists. That's why multi-roaster cafes exist, basically. That's true. When did you start working at barista? Um, August 2014. Oh, so you, you haven't been there too long yet. Not too long. And where did you, did you work in coffee before that? Yeah, I've been in coffee for a minute since like September 2010. Uh, prior to Barista, I was working for the Fresh Pot for two years. Hello. Um, right? Uh, for those who don't know, the Fresh Pot is a basically institution in the Portland coffee scene. Uh, they were started in uh, 1997. So they predate Stumptown by two years, but they were Stumptown's first wholesale account in 99. And uh, so I feel like I kind of have one foot in the world of the old school and one foot in the world of the new school as far as uh, espresso and coffee goes. And it's really neat like to be able to understand like this is where people are coming from and uh, this is where we're going. It's kind of a key place for some. You're like the architect from The Matrix. Oh, oh I just went there. I'll take it. Did you did I'll you compete it. in barista? So everybody who maybe doesn't know, there's a few people out there who don't know who you are. Uh, Bethany's been doing some ripper barista competitions and uh, latte art games. But hey, did you compete with Fresh Pot or is barista your first competition? No, this was actually my second competition season. Um, 2014 was the first time I competed uh, for the Fresh Pot. All right. So you did compete with Fresh Pot. How did. how was that first competition season? What was that like for you? It was really hard. 
It was really hard because um, within the Fresh Pot, there weren't any barista competitors left. Uh, Alex Pond had competed for the Fresh Pot in, I think, 2008 or nine, but yeah. like he, he was, he won a regional, right? Didn't he, he win? Yeah, he did. Um, but by the time I came along, like he'd been long gone, like he'd been at heart for a minute. Um, so I had access to the training lab at Stumptown and like they sponsored me, which was super dope. Um, but there weren't really many people like I was, who I was working directly with who knew that much about what the process is like to train for a barista competition. So I spent a long time in training. I'm talking like three, four months. Um, And it was good and it was important because I learned how to train for a competition. So it meant this last season when I competed again, I trained for like six weeks, which was perfect. What does it look like over there when you're getting ready to ramp up for a competition at Barista? Do you guys have a a squad that helps you out or is it you kind of build your own schedule and be like, all right, guys, I'm going to practice Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday nights. And if you wanted to come at 6 p.m. to help me, that'd be tight. A little of both. Um, yeah. Mostly I, I work really well uh, with like one on one type coaching. Um, so for regionals, uh, my colleague Brian was also competing. He got on the wait list and managed to get into. Um, so he and I would be down there in the lab working together, like running our routines, like back to back and judging each other. Like you should say this here. And like, that's a little awkward. And the espresso doesn't taste like you say, or it did and blah, blah, blah. Uh, as for USBC this year, I was a little bit more going solo. Um, I didn't want to be taking feedback from too many people at once. So I basically, I had Brett look over my script a few times and I had, uh, Lauren Lathrop, coaching me a bit. Uh, but it's also, it was like a few weeks before our newest cafe opened. So everyone was super, super busy. So I was a little bit more on my own, um, than I was during regionals. Yeah. You got some new stuff happening over at Barista, don't you? Yeah. It's really exciting. Actually, all of it. Are you guys, you're doing like a bakery concept or something like that? No. So there's this new indoor market that just opened up in Portland that's kind of modeled after like a Gotham market or Grand Central market. And there are seven or eight vendors. And the idea is kind of like nobody's doing what anybody else is doing, right? So there's a ramen spot, there's a falafel spot, uh, there's a baker, and there's one bar, and then there is our coffee bar which is actually really cool. It's where we are rolling out some of our new projects. Uh, okay, so what are these new projects? Okay. Are you allowed to speak of them? You know, I don't know if I should be the first one to talk about these things on the internet. Okay, maybe we should just hold off on those projects then and just say there's some hot projects coming from there's some. There's <laughs> some really, really dope shit coming down the line. Are you guys going to cut that? Is this a profanity allowed podcast? Oh, you can cuss all day long. Okay, cool. There's some balls. really, there's some dope <laughs> ass listened? shit coming down the line, and you guys should keep your eyes open on the social medias. Um, I'm not gonna say, no, never mind. I'm not, gonna, not gonna say, say that. What you're, just cut it right there. You're just yeah. building the anticipation. I know. I'm Build sorry. I'm sorry. It's like dangling a carrot. Everybody, get your, your shit together. Dangle. You gotta follow come. along. You got to come to the market and talk to Billy to find out what's going on. 
Hashtag talk to Billy. <laughs> That's like my whole life. <laughs> talk to Billy. Just talk to Billy. It's maybe the, an- Billy. <laughs> the answer for everything. I don't know. Talk to Billy. Yep. Billy gets me. What do you have? And maybe this is me projecting because I have this. You know, we just had SCAA in Atlanta with the USBC. Do you suffer from withdrawals when you get home from the whole experience and like the built-in friend zone that you have? Because yes. for me, I come home and I'm like, I had like 100 friends and now I don't. I know. Well, there's letdown. There's some withdrawal. There's also a lot of relief because I like a lot of people and I want to kick it with a lot of people. And so to have all of the people I want to kick it with in one city for like four days is a lot of pressure and kind of exhausting to be like, okay, how do I fit in time with everyone? So yeah, there are withdrawals, but there's also a moment where it's just like, okay, I'm going to sit on my couch. I'm going to like stare at the wall. (laughs) (laughs) And And it's great. It is great. Yeah. That was a built-in moment of silence, moment of zen yeah. for everybody. Yeah, I feel like people need that. No, I people get definitely. that. I need that. On that last, uh, we stayed one extra day to help with the La Marzocco Partner Summit, and it was oh was, yeah, tight. It was super tight, and I was looking so forward to it, and then I woke up with like a dying migraine, and I was like, "This no." Is... Well, then you just power through, but it, I, we left because our contractor called, and I. I got back to the room and I fell asleep for like two hours and my headache went away. Yeah. And Chris saw, I'm going to go out Good. and see some people. And I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> right. You get it, right? I'm sitting here and watching a movie with Zac Efron that happened to come mm-hmm. on. And we are your friends and DJs and everything. And then I just had a quick, you know, I, I re-fell in love with Zac Efron. Yeah. Well, <laughs> as do we all. A quick Efron moment. As he, you know, his hot bod is looking hotter every day. I can't wait for Baywatch. Cause, man, that is going to be is off the rails. Is he going to be rails. in Baywatch? Are you kidding me, dude? Him and The Rock. That's like Baywatch. The only reason I know that they're the remaking movie. Baywatch is because I follow The Rock on Instagram. Dude, me too. Isn't he the best on the dude, internet, he is though? The- we got too loud. The Rock really, literally ruined our podcast because he's so amazing. <laughs> No, because he's like talking to kids and he's he's helping out and he's volunteering and he gets up at 4 a.m. to work out and he's shooting movies. He's motivational. I don't know, dude. The Rock's like, my favorite person. He's like, blah, blah, blah. I'm amazing. And I'm just a normal dude. And also, uh, he went to the same high school as John Latoto, who's another coffee person who a lot of people know. He likes to torture me about that. Ah, oh, dude. Nobody. Yeah. Anyway. I, right. Rock, the rock moment. I'm definitely going to go see Baywatch. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that was my full on sidebar. I'm really looking forward to it because I honestly, Zach Efron has to get his body looking good in order to even stand any, like, even close to the rock. Like, well, the rock's just huge and he's still cut. And, like, this is just going to sound weird, but I'm like, Owen Man. And it's amazing. Oh, gosh. I'm like, so down. All I want to do is watch Furious 7 on repeat and just <laughs> see the rock with a machine gun over and over and over and again. Pulling muscles. Yeah, I think that's maybe the topic. If I ever compete in the barista competition again, that's the theme right there. Your theme is going to be uh, how we all should be a little bit more like the rock in service every day. Yeah, just just make it <laughs> make it rain. Like, yeah. quit talking to small time stuff. Let's really do something here. <laughs> yeah, like just start pumping up your tires with a bike pump, your car tires, and then that's right. where it all starts. 
That's Tell me when it started. One day, had a One flat day. tire. <laughs> and I felt the burn after I pumped that up for an hour straight, guys. <laughs> it did, though. I expect to be sore tomorrow. I hope you are in the best way. Are you going to do the competition circuit next year? Are you already thinking ahead of that? Or no, where's your head with all that stuff? You know, we'll see. I try not to plan too far ahead, if that makes sense. I want to remain open to that as an option. Uh, I think that I would like to. I would really like to compete again simply because I'm happy with the score that I got at nationals and I'm happy with where I placed, which is a new feeling for me because normally I'm, you know, self-eviscerating, like you could have done this, this, and this better. Like, why didn't you work harder? Blah, blah, blah. But this time I know that I busted ass. I gave it my all. I got the score that I deserved and yet I can still see within myself the areas where I can improve and the areas where I can do better and score more points next year if I decide. Well, that's, a, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. that's like a good holistic take on it. And I think that's really rad. You've also kind of been a big positive voice for barista competitions and latte air throwdowns and, and, and many coffee things in general. And I was kind of wondering, like, are you from Portland? And what's, what's it like being a coffee person in Portland? I am not from Portland. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Central Oregon. Uh, that's actually where I got my start doing coffee. And uh, after I'd been making coffee there for about a year, I was like, well, I want to do this for a long time. So I moved to Portland to make coffee. Um, it's it's interesting being a coffee person in Portland. Um, the community isn't as tight knit as you'd think, but we all kind of know each other. Um, and Nobody really shits on anybody else, you know? Everybody, Thank goodness. Yeah, right? Everybody kind of is like, oh, yeah, they're over there. Like, they're doing their thing. They're doing a good job. Like, and oh, yeah, they're over there. They're doing their thing. And, you know, it's a little different, but it's also cool. And um, at least that's been my experience. Like, uh, I kick it with people from Kova. I kick it with people from Heart. Like, nobody really is worried about other people's like work or whether or not their competition because everyone recognizes like there's a shit ton of people here. There's a shit ton of people moving here. So there's room for everyone to like continue to be successful and expand. And, uh, ain't nobody got time for bullshit. So <laughs> is Portland your city for life? Are you loving it? Uh, it's changing a lot. We'll see. I just wanted to plant that seed and see what happened to you. <laughs> see how you responded. Because <laughs> some people are like, I'm diehard Portland for life. Or, you know, yeah. and, and some people aren't. And I just want well, Portland for life. I wax my denim every, every day. day. You see this mustache? Yeah. Look at how much time I spend on this mustache. Okay. Oh, gross, gross, I fuck, gross. I fucking live here. All right. Well, and I have like this sort of proprietary uh, sense over this place, which I know is not right. It was always kind of my second hometown growing up because I've always had family here. Um, and so to see it changing so dramatically in such a short amount of time is kind of hard and kind of scary. So there's a part of me that's like, well, deuces. But then there's another part of me that's like, I've got to stick around and like stand my ground. But like, what am I standing my ground against? Like, not really anything, you know? It's kind of an irrational feeling. Uh-huh. Does, does Bethany Hargrove have like long-term coffee dreams that she's willing to share with the world? 
Yes and no. Like I said, I don't really like to plan ahead that far. Um, there are lots of different paths that I could see myself walking. Um, barista is growing a lot and fast. And there are a few different directions that I could see myself going within barista. Um, I'm also really interested in the work that World Coffee Research has been doing lately. And I think it's really important um, to, you know, continue that work. So there's some potential that I might go back to school and get some sort of science degree in order to take it back and plug it into coffee because I've gotten basically everything important in my life except for my family from coffee in one way or another at this point. And um, if I can give back to the industry in any way, that's really all I want. That is very awesome. What do you do when you're not making coffee or fixing your 86 Accords? Like, <laughs> what, what strange hobbies do you have? I, well, I'm glad that you asked. Uh, I go foraging in the woods a lot. Um, that's kind of low-key what I built my competition routine around is that when I'm not making coffee, I like to go out to the woods and look around at stuff. I like to climb mountains and you know, look at waterfalls. And uh, in the process, I go looking for mushrooms and other, you know, edible things. It's really nerdy. I feel like mushrooms, like foraging for mushrooms, is super hot right now. It's really hot right now, but uh, the Pacific Northwest is a fungal wonderland. Like so many different fungi grow here. You could spend your entire life just looking at them and like drawing them and learning about them. There's so much to learn. So much to learn about I get so, fungal paradise. I get so like nerdy about this shit, you guys. I love it. That's cool. I, I don't know anything about that stuff, but I do yeah. follow this guy, Ian, aka Ian Sane on Instagram, mm -hmm. who I've known for a really long time, and he is deep in the mushroom game. That's so and dope. He, he posts some amazing photos of the stuff he finds, and I'm like, this yeah. looks like it's from another planet, basically. Right? Well, that's what's so cool about fungi is like they don't really behave like plants and they don't really behave like anything but themselves and they don't all even behave the same and it's really interesting have you gone to I feel like oh oh you go well, you go I was, I was just gonna say did you ever go or just think about going to fungi fest or whatever it is over in colorado they have like a big old thing I didn't know that that was a thing, oh, but I you, probably will want to go to that now. You need to reach. Okay. So Ian Sane, I-A-N-S-A-N-E, get him on your social media. Okay. He's the fungi master. There's like nice. festivals. I'm really not surprised, but also very pleased to hear that because now I can spend, you know, the coffee off season doing really nerdy mushroom things instead. So nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nice. What is? I'm gonna put. Can I put you on the mini hot seat? Yeah, put me on the hot a, seat. It's not a super hot seat. It's like a medium hot it's seat. It's a medium. It's like a warm. It's like a warm. It's like a lukewarm seat. Mexican food. It's restaurant. like you know what I mean. You can touch it. Is it, it like for when you second. go on a plane and the seat is already warm, or is it like a little it's hotter like than that? It's like when you're steaming milk and you're just about done, and you could hold the pitcher, but you don't really want to. Okay, so it's like the cappuccino seat. It's a cappuccino seat. You're okay, in a cappuccino hot seat. Hot cap. We're doing the hot cap. <laughs> what do you think? You're an educator, so you do a lot of training and education. Yeah. What is a big speed bump 
that you have, because I'm sure you come across a lot of people who've worked in a coffee job before yeah. and there's people have habits, good or bad. Is there something that you see recurring that you're like, oh my gosh, why, why are you yeah. learning this? What's happening? Let me fix you. Yeah. There are two things that I tell every trainee who comes in, regardless of background, is that they need to relax and they need to take a deep breath because people hold a lot of tension in their shoulders and in their wrists and you can't pour milk into a cup if you're freaking the fuck out. So I tell everyone, you need to relax. Sometimes I put on ambient music. Oh, like Enya? Uh, yes, maybe. I haven't gone I there know. yet. I haven't fully gone to Enya yet, but we'll see. Try it. The second thing that I tell everyone, I put on Free Your Mind by En Vogue, and I tell them to forget all of their preconceptions about espresso and how it's supposed to be. That doesn't mean it on my reddit past. Oh, it's good. Idea. Exactly. No, hey, no. hey, hey. <laughs> it doesn't mean that I'm a prostitute, Jer. No, she says something about the rent at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. I was just saying that's my favorite line. Okay. It it's good. Yeah. Yeah. I wear high heels, <laughs> high heel yeah. shoes. And t- tight clothes and something yeah. high heels. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm a prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like that. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. I feel the same way. Well, I'm now like, you know what song to put on while you're giving them that speech. Chris is like, look, the rock Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> I'm not a prostitute. <laughs> I may be jocking you, but I'm not a hoe. All right. Let's get one thing straight. <laughs> you better treat me like a lady, Dwayne. Oh, he would only. I know. He totally Dwayne would. The Rock Johnson would never treat a lady inappropriately. My grandma would be like, he loves his mother. You know, I think that he does. I feel like he's talked about his mother and how much he loves her on the Instagrams. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, that's why I said it, Bethany. I, I bet, I bet, Jared, I bet he knows how to shake a lady's hand. <laughs> Unlike some other people I know. That was oh, a one-time it? fail, bro. Jared almost broke our friend Ian's mom's hand. He just oh. grabbed it. He's all nice to meet you. Okay. He's just so excited. <laughs> he was just excited. Let's be <laughs> let's be fair here. She wanted a princess handshake, and I was trying to give her like a you know like a semi. Mm. It was only semi sturdy, but you know those fingers were frail. Oh yeah. <laughs> I sometimes, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I often go in to shake hands with women who are not prepared for me to have a very firm handshake and it startles them and i'm like oh i'm sorry that happens with men too all the time actually they're not prepared for yeah, the bethany handshake i've just been foraging all day and pumping well, up air it's, in my yeah, tire yeah i was gonna I'm say it's from pumping up my car tire so yeah there's <laughs> that it's from being a local badass and a regional <laughs> badass and a national badass i've never I, tried I the free far. your mind concept that that sounds great I well, definitely am a fan of the deep breath, though. That's that's a major key. It's huge. And I tell people, you know, inhale before you start your pour. Exhale as you're pouring the milk. And it helps a lot. I don't take yoga classes as often as I used to. But uh, I think that talking about breath helps hugely. You all get your face yeah. as close to the latte as possible. No. Open your mouth no. wide and breathe out. <laughs> breathe it in. <laughs> No, Just make that hot mist come out. <sighs> yep, you gotta polish the outside of the glass too. Can we right? just talk so. about that with lattes first? With latte art, you're what, how talk people about get what? their faces yeah, all up like, in it. Like, dude, the closer the you worst. get, doesn't make you any better. 
No. Oh, the cup to the face move, yeah, like, like the Instagram your, move. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are you doing? No, I literally, I was talking to one of my trainees last week and uh, he was very tense and I was like, you need to relax. And I was telling him, pour your lattes at waist height. You're going to save so much energy. You're going to be so much more relaxed. And also, I didn't say this out loud then, but I'm going to now. Like, you don't look like an asshole, you know? (laughs) Yeah, dude. People put those things up to their noses. And I'm like, what do you do? You need glasses? Does everybody need glasses? What's going on? Well, and maybe that's the thing. Like, shout out to the nearsighted homies in the world because I can't see far away. But come on, yo. Like, relax. Your latte art is going to be better if you, like, don't breathe into it. I don't know. I I think. And, like, mess it up. You guys just don't understand craft and coffee is a craft. You're just <laughs> not respecting it at all. I, you know, it's just ridiculous. Are we putting latte art in a box, Chris? We're putting latte art in a box. You you put it under your nose. You put that shit under your nose and everybody knows that you're dead fucking serious. They know, they know you're so serious. They know you're so serious. One thing I would have people do in training all the time is have them spill on purpose or like pour all nice. over the counter because that's like the worst of it. They're all like everyone's afraid that they're going to spill. Right. They're like, what if I spill? And I'm like, well, then milk goes on the counter and then we wipe it up. In fact, right. you just try it out. Give it a try. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a good that's move. I like that one. I love it. I love it when uh, I have a trainee who is just like they're pouring fast and they're just going for it. And then they just overfill the cup and it goes all over the floor. And uh, they'll be like, oh, no, I'm like, this is a safe space. This is your time. Like, we don't have a line of drinks we're getting through. This is the lab. And I'm like, you just went for it. And that's all I want to see is people just like trying stuff. Yeah, dude, they're rolling. Right. And I love to see that. It's just like, just pour and just pour fast. And if it works, like, that's so tight. And if you overfill and it spills everywhere, like, cool, just do it a little different next time. Just tweak it just a little bit. Just tweak it a little bit. Just tweak the beef. Yep. So do you have any people who have taken you under their wing and like really been major influencers on you in this coffee world? Oh, many. Yeah, there are a lot of those. Well, who's kind of shaped who's kind of shaped Bethany? Um That's a hard question. The first person who comes to mind is uh my manager at the Fresh Pot. So my ex-manager now, but uh we're still friends. Um I his managerial style just really worked for me. And he also uh, taught me a lot. Uh, something that really stands out in my mind about him was I kept breaking dishes in the cafe and I was at like one a week. And he was like, yo, Bethany, stop breaking so many dishes. And I was like, yeah, I." And then I didn't break any more dishes. <laughs> and uh, it just, it worked. And so he was the person who taught me, you know, to breathe through latte art, you know? Like I take a lot of what he taught me and then teach it to other people now. So the exhale on the pour, like that was from Asmo. And uh, the the whole diver metaphor about, you know, the milk being farther away, so it's going to go deeper. You guys have heard that one. Um, I'm yeah, sure. like that, the, high, the high dive. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So he told me that. Um, the thing that he taught me about espresso is make it taste good. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, just make it taste good and you should taste it, which is surprise. It's like really simple, but not everyone necessarily does that. And if you're not tasting your espresso, what are you doing? 
I don't know. I don't know what I was doing before I was tasting my espresso. I was just like winging it and uh, maybe was getting lucky and maybe wasn't. Who even knows? Just having a white mocha and then making it happen. Yeah, exactly. Right. I was big into the white mochas for a hot second. I'm not ashamed. Hey, you don't got to be ashamed. Everybody had their entry gateway coffee drug. Right. Uh, Right. It's so important. Uh, Before that, be the the people who gave me my first coffee job. Like, they're still really good friends and mentors of mine. Um, They owned the only coffee shop with an in-house roastery in my hometown. And they cared a lot about coffee and they cared a lot about creating a space for the community. And that is something that has stuck with me, like, through all these years is the coffee's great, the coffee's important. But at the end of the day, what really, really matters is the people the people. So, yeah, it's those are those are the people who like stand out to me the most in my mind who've really like shaped me into the coffee person that I am. And you know, beyond that, everyone that I've worked with directly at Barista has been massively influential. Like to get to work with Brett Felchner 5 days a week um is amazing. Like he knows so much and he like won't stand for uh, any bullshit and I love it. He just, uh, one of the first things he told me, like the first day, my first shadow shift, he was like, just don't take anything personally because we just want everything to function well in the cafe and we just want to be the best team that we can be. So I'm going to tell you when you need to do things better and you're going to take it home and then you're going to come back in the next day and you're going to do things better and we're going to be cool. And I was like, yeah, all right. that sounds cool. And it was really important like to have that laid out for me at the beginning. Like this only has to do with making you into a better coffee professional. And it, it was huge. And so to have the cafe culture that like I fell into at Barista to be like everyone building each other up and pushing each other to be like extraordinary at their jobs has been incredible. And I grew so much in the first six months that I worked at Barista and like I haven't stopped. I really love that built in and just upfront like, hey, we're going to hold you accountable to things. Yeah. If you're screwing up, I'm going to tell you it's not because I hate you. It's just because I we have a quality standard yeah. or a service standard and this is how it is. And I can't stand when people don't do that. I really right. hate the beat around the bushy, treat me like I'm 12 years old yeah. management. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, tell me what you need me to do and I'll right. execute. Um, yeah, exactly. I agree with you completely. Like I'm not about that life. Like everybody has feelings and like some people's feelings get hurt and that's too bad. But realistically, people's feelings will get hurt a lot more if they find out, you know, second or third hand, like, oh, so-and-so wasn't happy with the way you handled this in that situation and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it's silly. And I just wish everyone would be upfront and honest with each other all the time, uh, not just in the cafe, but also in real life. Because um, it's just so much easier. It's so much easier. I'm way too lazy for any drama type uh, bullshit, so. It's a pretty key ingredient to being a good educator anyways, giving people the standard up front and just holding them accountable, right? Right. That's- and it's it's interesting. Like, I'm still pretty new to being the educator. I officially got the job last November. Um, so, wow, that's not actually... Yeah, that's still pretty Sweet new. November. I know. Um, I forgot what month it was for a second. 
But (laughs) it's the thing that I'm having the most fun with is like figuring out how to communicate with different people because I'm working mostly one-on-one with folks, uh, which is tight. Like it's really dope to be able to get like really hands-on, super nerdy time with people in a one-on-one capacity. And the thing that's like the fun challenge for me is figuring out like some people do really well with like really hands-on work. Uh, Some people do better with, you know, like talking things through. Um, I had one trainee who the way he learned best was like to reiterate everything back to me. And I was like, this is dope. Like, this is how you're learning. And I'm learning from you because you're learning from me. And it was like this cycle. Inception. Right? (laughs) It's it's so intense to navigate that stuff because it's it's, so it's real. really hard to do as an educator and you're always improving and I you know I talk to yeah. people and they're like oh you trained me 3 years ago and my first thought is like oh my god I'm sorry <laughs> for what whatever I was doing then you know it's like I was doing my best but it's always right. changing always always flexing always updating well i mean and as it should be like as with any craft and like any industry you want to be the best in you should always be doing things different and hopefully better than you were before. And that's what I think about a lot with espresso is like every day I hope that I'm extracting the espresso better than I did the day before. And uh, with every trainee, I hope that I'm communicating more clearly than I did with the trainee before. And, you know, it's, it's just the kind of thing where I know that I'll feel the same way once I get to the point where I have people who, you know, I've finished training, but, uh, I still see those people all the time, so I don't have to apologize yet. Do you do follow-up with people that's scheduled, or is it more after they're done with you, it's a lot of hands-on in the cafe that they work at? It's all still pretty muddled together. Um, There's still a lot of in-cafe training, just because I'm one person, and we're looking at like 50 employees now for the whole company. That's a lot. It's a lot. So there's still a lot of in-cafe training, People are mostly coming to me like for technical skills. So for learning how to dial an espresso, uh, for learning how to make cappuccino. And uh, yeah, that's that's mostly what I'm doing is like the technical skills, whereas the managers and the people in the cafe are talking, you know, flow and hospitality and efficiency. And uh, so it's all still pretty muddled together and it, it's actually working pretty well. Uh, Because everyone has the company's best interest at heart and everyone has their colleagues' best interest at heart. So it's still kind of punk rock. And I like to just kind (laughs) of, I like to wing it. And with every every person who comes in, it's like, all right, what do you already know? And then we work from there. No doubt. So we're getting towards the end of this bad boy. Do you uh-huh. want to do you want to give first of all any shout outs and also any words of wisdom and advice to young baristas out there that are on the come up? Um words of advice Don't like freak out about what people think about you. Like just tr- do good work, like bust ass and make things that taste good and you'll be fine. That's all that really matters is are you making drinks that taste good? Are your guests happy? And like, do you not hate your job? You know, because if you hate your job, maybe do something else. So that's all I really have to say about that. Uh, shout out to Barista and to Billy and Brett and Jamie and Becky 
for being tight and uh super tight (laughs) shout out to everybody at barista pearl for putting up with my dumb jokes all the time Ooh, ooh! can you make a dumb joke right now make a dumb joke. i mean i tried i tried to make a dumb joke earlier about the audio thing but i just trailed off and that's often how it goes in the cafe so uh, yeah there's uh, that it like starts strong and then fizzles yeah that's you know i just kind of wing it and sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't I got to yep. give you a shout out for jumping on stage at the Aero Press Comp and, and co-emceeing for a minute. Oh, that was shit. fun. Yeah, shout out to Cat and Cloud for inviting me on stage when I was like sad and tired and weird <laughs> and didn't really have anything to say. That we both tight. know how it feels to be sad and tired and weird. So, <laughs> you know, we were right yeah. there with you. We're like, man, you know what you need? You need a booster. Get yeah. on stage. Talk to these people. It actually did help a lot. I was like, okay, like this is back to normal. Like wanting people to pay attention to me tight. I know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> then you came to the right podcast. This is amazing. <laughs> Bethany, you got to come down and see us when our store gets open so we can make you I coffee. I would love to. I would love to. Uh, I'm actually, I'm planning on that type of trip very, very soon. So. Well. Come on down to see us late summer. Well, late summer is far. It's not very, very soon. Oh, well, you can come down either way and see a bare bones building or not. (laughs) We'll show you a piece of wood and say, this is where an espresso machine goes. Hi, yo, I'm into that. You're like, one day. Someday. Someday. We're going to be sitting here (laughs) telling crappy jokes and busting ass. Nice. (laughs) To get ahead. <laughs> oh, Bethany. I don't know. Can you tell a crappy joke right now on the spot? I don't really have it. I'm not a very good joker. Most exactly. of my jokes are, you know, I'll see someone and there's obviously something wrong with them, so I'll make an <laughs> awkward joke about that, <laughs> and then laugh, and they'll be like, "Ha ha! Is he serious? <laughs> All right, are you, I got a long, I got a short, long-winded one. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's right. gonna be good. All right, world, are you ready? I don't think I'm ready. All right, Bethany. So you got you ever see, you know, all the geese, they like they're always flying and they they kind of fly in a V. Do you ever yeah, see that? I've seen it. Yeah, do you do you know why they do that? Why do they do that? Well, for aerodynamics, but when when they're flying, do you always see that there's kind of like one side is always a little bit longer than the other side? Totes. Yeah, do you know why that is though? No. Well, it's cuz there's less birds on that side. <laughs> straight to face dude <laughs> bethany i, I thought you were an educator that. This, i am less stealing birds. that <laughs> less birds on that side shut up well, we're just... showing you how sharp bethany really is right here <laughs> educate this beth <laughs> Oh shit! Six birds versus five birds. There's one less bird. Son of a bitch. Oh, okay, Bethany. The cup's not full because you didn't fill it up. Didn't fill it up. Your rosetta doesn't look right because it sucks. <laughs> you steam the milk with bubbles because there's air. I don't know what's happening. Oh, stop. Well, <laughs> guys, this has been another edition of the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast with maybe our most hilarious guest to date. Bethany Hargrove from Barista, Barista That's the and Educator at Barista. You know, you're pretty damn funny. It's real. Thank you. It's- I try to be funny on the internet. Shout out to my you sister got- for being my test kitchen for jokes. Oh, sister. Soup. Sister. <laughs> Soup kitchen. 
We call mm-hmm. that a soup kitchen. It is a, a bunch soup of homeless kitchen. guys had an orgy in the back of your Prius. <laughs> you call that? We call that a soup kitchen. <laughs> well, thanks for being here, Bethany, and for all you. Yeah, thanks who- for inviting me. Oh, I have one more shout out. That's very important. Okay. Shout out to Zachary Carlson for letting me uh, record this with you in his office. Zachary, Zachary, you heard it here. Zachary is a stand-up guy. He's the best. He is just a real. Heavy hitter, real nice guy. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, and the cats. Yes. The like cats the are, stuff with yes. the cats, like just uh. keep that out. I think I said that on the last podcast, but I love it. I'm a cat yeah. guy. What can I say? <laughs> All killer, no filler. Well, right. you're the best there is. And as are you. All right. And all y'all who want to give us any info or yell at us or anything, info at catandcloud.com. And get ready. We're going to need your help because we're going to be launching a Kickstarter soon. Uh-oh. I said it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Ooh, we got to post this soon. When are we going to post this? Well, this Friday, Ooh. bro. Friday. Hell yeah, dude. Friday. We're going to get it done on it's Friday. Friday. It's so stoked, Friday. dude. Got to get down on Friday. Oh, that's a- oh I can feel it coming. Oh, I'm going to go look at pictures of a rocket all oiled up and hit the gym. <laughs> it's going to be sweet. Okay, Bethany. Well, have a good Very night. Good. All right. You too. Sweet thanks dreams. for being patient with my traffic. Oh, thanks for being patient with our Skype. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye-bye then. Okay, bye. Love you all. Love you. you too.